Action selection games, what exactly are they? And can they teach us anything about the spiritual life? On today's episode of Board Game Faith, the bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersection of board gaming, religion, and spirituality. My name is Daniel Hilty, and I am so happy to be joined, as always today, by my good friend, Kevin Taylor. Kevin Taylor in the house. And we are so happy to have you joining hello, us today hello. as well. Hello. Welcome to... Uh, uh, to the episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in and for making time in your day to uh, to listen to Board Game Faith. We are uh, we, we are excited and grateful to get to spend these next few moments with you. If you've listened to Board Game Faith before, you know that we are a clap on technology activated podcast. We don't really get started for sure until a, until a clap gets us going, kind of like the Some technology. Some have argued we never get started. Some, you know. That's true. That's true. I'm thinking we're probably going to get started around episode 30. Um, <laughs> thousand. 30,000. <laughs> um, so, so we like to play a game at the beginning of each episode that, that uh, then culminates in a clap, and the clap gets the episode that officially started. Uh, spoilers, we're looking for ways that you can maybe help us with that clap. But uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out more about that. For today, since we are talking about action selection games, uh, Kevin and I thought it would be fun to start this episode uh, with kind of a, a, a classic but very simple action selection game, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Kevin, are you a Rock, Paper, Scissors fan? Yes. I think there are big competitions for this. I think I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like global something. Like people all over the world? Something. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. which, you know, which then necessarily kind of implies that there's some sort of strategy for rock, paper, scissors. Most of the time, I think we don't think of it as a strategic game. For those of us who are unfamiliar with it, rock, paper, scissors is this game where it's a hand game. Um, and you make the sign of scissors or rock or paper, and one sign will always beat one and only one other sign. So scissors beats paper, paper beats rock, rock beats scissors. Um, and, um, and and so, so to try to see if it's true that strategy can help with rock, paper, scissors, Kevin and I, uh, in preparation for today's episode, both adopted a secret rock, paper, scissors strategy. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see the battle of the strategies here. Um, Kevin, you have a strategy, but I don't know what it is. And I have a strategy, but you don't know what my strategy is either. And we will only reveal a strategy at the end of our, of our rock, paper, scissors tournament, our tourney, if you will. Yes. Board game faith, international competition. This it's it's all starts starts here. It all starts today. It does. So we're gonna play uh, till one of us gets five wins. Okay. Right. Five five wins. Um, by the way, this reminds me. Uh, just doing a little research on rock paper scissors. Um, a couple things. I guess it's also called Rochambeau. Have you ever heard of the name Rochambeau? No. No. Yeah. I just. Although I just, that is a line from Hamilton. Is it Rochambeau? Is it when they seems like it? They say that I didn't know. I thought that was a person's name, but maybe it's referring to this game. Well, maybe so. I think I read that that Rochambeau maybe came from somebody's name at some point, though the game is much older. Possibly than the Spanish person. Or yeah, Irish Rochambeau. So Rochambeau. Anyway, Rochambeau. Um, you might I'm call kidding. it Rochambeau. I think it's French. Maybe, maybe it's French. It sounds French. Um, yeah, it sounds like Spanish. <laughs> and um, and then the other uh, interesting story I encountered about this on the internet, I, I, I've seen it several places, so I assume there's some legitimacy to it. So the new story of a Japanese firm that was selling $20 million in art um, a few years ago, and they were needing a um, an auction house to sell the art, and they narrowed it down to Sotheby's and Christie's, and they invited a representative of both Sotheby's and Christie's to come and and uh, settle who gets the contract with a game of rock, paper, scissors to sell a $20 million. Oh, that's, that's nuts. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So never heard that. Yeah. So anyway, so apparently there's, there can be some high stakes rock, paper, scissors. So here we go. Here we go. Um, Kevin, I, so if we tie, 
what happens? Do we? Just, is that just a scratch? We just. We, it's a do over, we right? We share in the victory. We share in the victory. <laughs> That's the cheesy way out of some board games. No. <laughs> right. Do we go to tiebreaker, or do we just do it again? No, we just share in the victory. We just share in the victory. Share okay. Victory. Okay. You ready? Um. So, how about on the count of we go one, two, three, and on three, we uh we we do our sign to the camera and we will tell you who are listening what we did. Okay? Does that sound good? Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh no. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, Kevin is doing rock. I'm doing scissors. So that's a victory for Kevin. Oh, my rock beat scissors. Is working. All right. You ready? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. I got re- Okay. 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 I'm not going to show, I'm not going to show the sign on camera until we hit 3, okay? All right, here we go. Camera show. Okay. Okay. 1 2 3 Oh, okay, now my rock beat your scissors. That's a victory for uh, me. Okay. All right. Okay. We're tied up 1-1. One, one. Both an epic battle between scissors and rock. All right, number 3, you ready? Here we go. 1 2 3 <laughs> Oh, scissors and scissors. So we share the victory? Wait, I thought we were playing to five. Well, we, right, we're playing to see who gets to five first. So we each won. But that was a tie. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I meant like, what if we do the same sign? Oh, it just cancels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancels. I thought you okay. meant the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it okay. Cancels. It cancels. All right. So here we go. We're going to go. Here, here we go again. We're tied 1-1. One, one. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Scissors again. All right. All right. That's a tie again. All right. Here we go. You ready? Hang on, um, hang on. Okay. Do, do you want to count it down? I no, mean, you're doing good. Okay. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, paper covers rock. I had the paper. You had the rock. So that's a victory yes. for me. Yes. Right. Very good. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. So what? what's the score? Now it is, uh, I have two and you have one. Okay. But I am confident that you will come from behind on this. I feel it. All right. I feel like the spirit of Rochambeau, Rochambeau. Is, uh, is, okay. is with you. All right, here we go. Um, one, two, three. <laughs> okay. Oh, scissors. I had scissors. You have paper. So scissors cut paper. That's three to one. Three there to one. Go. Oh, okay. I still believe in you, though, Kevin. You can do it. All right, here we go. Okay. Ready? Um, okay. One, two, three. Three. Rock beats scissors. Rock is me and scissors is you. Okay. Folks, it is a wipeout. Uh, it's four to one, four okay, to one. Four to one, I, four okay, to one. Okay, okay. Um, la- uh, this might be the last one, maybe not. Could be. I'm, could hoping, be. I'm hoping that you okay. pull it out. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I have scissors, you have paper. So I think I win, right? You win, you win. Oh, What's your man. system cheating? It was five to one. Five to one. The system was well cheating. Well done, well done. That was the strategy. This podcast was... now has ended. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, yeah. uh, thanks for... Oh. So, I, and nothing was at stake on that. I feel like... Um, hundred bucks. A uh, hundred bucks of... Um, hundred ducks. A hundred ducks. A hundred ducks. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of quackers. Lot that's of feathers, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, so, my so, system. Yeah. What was your system? I, uh, it wasn't a very good one. I was using a stopwatch and I was going with how many even or odd numbers would determine. So I was trying to let a clock make it truly random. Oh, that's clever. I like it. Since the human mind is not really random. So that's sort of a trick of. Yeah, yeah. So you were going for full randomness. I tried, but yeah. Yeah. How about you? Kind of same thing. I guess just the randomness worked um, for whatever reason in my favor this time, probably for (laughs) for your favorite next time. Um, Uh This is actually something I'd heard from Tom Vassell, who's from a a board game um, review channel on YouTube called The Dice Tower. But he said the only way to win at... at, um, rock, paper, scissors in some video is to beforehand 
create a long list um, and for each entry you just randomly generate one through three uh, you know one being rock two being paper three being scissors and then just stick to that list no matter what you know um, and so that's what I, that's what I was just doing I, so I randomly generated a a, a list of uh, of 20 of 20 rounds so it's one was, two three three two one two 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 so that's yeah something. so it was just yeah so I had so I just had scissors, rock, scissors, scissors, paper, scissors, rock, scissors, paper, scissors, rock, rock, scissors, paper, 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 scissors, scissors. Anyway, anyway, that was that. But all which is to say, I think we both chose the random method. And um, yes. and perhaps if we played like a hundred games, it would have evened out. It should, it should. Or 20 or we need whatever. big numbers, big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, I, I feel bad for, for winning why? I, I, I felt like you needed to win that because no, 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 no. You're just awesome. And there's this, one thing, there's one, well, the weird bit with this game is that the loser does do a special role. What is the special role of the, of the person who didn't win? Uh, I get to count off the clap. Oh, good, good. All right. Good, good. So that, that I burn a few extra calories. Okay. Good. Right. All right. On three, one, I'm ready. two, three. Three. Yay. Woo-hoo. Yay. All right. Well, okay. welcome officially. Yeah. Uh, so good to have everybody here. Kevin, yeah, how... How are you doing? It's good to see you. Good. Yeah. Weather's nice here. Leaves are changing. Um, I like Halloween. Uh, I, I mm. was actually putting this some on the Discord server for Garfield Games. I, I realized how strange Halloween is as a holiday mm. because it's kind of ridiculous, at least in the US, because you've got zombie, all these things that can exist, like zombies, werewolves, Dracula. So it's just such a goofy, strange holiday, and I really like that. I know it's kind of commercialized and everything, but I, I really like driving around neighborhoods and seeing people having bats and mummies, and, and some of them are real cartoonish and silly, and yeah, it makes me happy. And so, our, yeah. our road is great for trick-or-treating because mm. it's dead-end and very has good um, sort of sight lines like there's no curves or hills oh yeah yeah so it's a very popular spot that people will come up and it kind of becomes a block party and so people are out chatting and visiting in the street the streets are pretty much no one's driving Hmm. um and it's just fun so a lot of good memories that sounds great so i I think it might be my favorite holiday really i think so that's great even 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 more than but part of it's our house more than Arbor Day? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm sorry, we keep going. Because trees can kill me, but zombies can't. <laughs> zombies aren't real. But yeah, we can just walk out our front door and go trick-or-treating and then come just come right back and then give give out candy. That's and great. I'm in bed by 930, so that's awesome. I love so it. You like, so, so what is it that you enjoy? You just can enjoy the, the weirdness of it? The I think the weirdness, it? it's kind of, at least how I think of it, it's sort of it's sort of self-mocking in a way mm, mm. because you just you have sort of, I don't know. It's sort of goofy in a way that I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's a certain goofy charm to a lot of the costumes. No, will you, you like dressed some kids up? dressed up by, but so you got a kid dressed up like Buzz Lightyear beside a kid dressed up like a vampire. Like that's just <laughs> really goofy. And they're walking together right. to get candy. Right. Right. Like right. that's, that's, um, it's, it's a, it's the original mashup holiday. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so that do is you have awesome. any Halloween type things? Oh, not too much. Not, not nearly as exciting as yours. I, I, I love that. Well, I don't want to um, ever sell it, but. Yeah, no, we'll 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 probably have a few trick or treaters. Um, our daughter is 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 way into Halloween. She loves it, but she she's off at college now. Um, our you know our church has a trunk or treat kind of thing as well. Um, um, we um, there are there's I, there's something that we do that happens here in the city where we live. Um, there is a um, a a mass 
uh, zombie uh, kind of parade that happens downtown um, <laughs> where they awesome. dance and they, you know and they practice all year to do the zombie dances. Really? And yeah, that and um, is crazy. We have yet to see it, um, but oh, I um, please go, please go. I think I, uh, I saw somewhere they were having this was years back a zombie shamble where they just invited people to get dressed up as zombies and just shamble down the road together. That's so pretty it was nice. definitely less practice, less impressive than what you're describing. But yeah, I, I like, yeah, I mean, Michael Jackson's Thriller. It's like just a crazy, goofy video. Yeah. I think that's what they dance to. And they, right. they close off a whole street downtown and there's this uh-huh. mass of hundreds of people dressed as zombies doing the Thriller dance, I think. And it's pretty, it, it, it sounds pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. 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 I would like to see that. Will you be dressed up? Come Halloween? We probably will. Last year, we have a friend uh, that lives here who is from Mexico, and she did the Day of the Dead face oh, yeah. paint on us. And yeah. I will, I'll put a picture in our Discord channel of me and Jenny, and we look really awesome. That would be so awesome. So it was really fun. It took her probably 40 minutes for each of us. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, but other than that, I don't have a lot of costumes. And my kids are outgrowing. Yeah. costume but yeah. they enjoy kids ringing the doorbell and giving out candy yeah 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 but in the garfield games a lot of folks international so in new zealand and places some of the holidays been imported from okay. i guess u.s culture but it feels to them mostly like just trying to sell candy like it mm. feels a bit like candy manufacturers and then kids trying to get candy so it felt like a hassle Right, right, and I can certainly understand that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was I, I was wondering how Halloween is recognized or not, and perceived or not in other parts of the world as well. And yeah, we'd be interested to hear from our listeners as as well. Let it, let us know on the Discord server how Halloween materializes or not in in your part of the mm-hmm. the, the world. When well, speaking right. of of listeners. Um, uh, we get to do something we've never done before uh, this episode, which is we're highlighting a listener. And we're highlighting a listener because this past week, something really exciting happened in the life of Board Game Faith. Um, Kevin, what what happened in the life of Board Game we Faith this past week? got a newsletter. Yeah. The newsletter is back. Like the, I mean, the idea of a newsletter. Our yeah, newsletter yeah. is new. It never left. It's brand right, new, right. but the concept of newsletters, like that was early on with the internet and then it wasn't cool and now they're cool again. Yeah. So we wanted in on that action. So now we have a newsletter and it just gives us a chance to type up and chat, uh, chat with a few various things or ideas or stuff. And we are hoping to get folks to respond to some of that and tell us a little about themselves so we can introduce them as our Board game faithful super friends. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love how you coined the, the term the, the board game faithful as our <laughs> as our as our friends. That's awesome as, as our board game faith family. Um, That's right. So yeah, so um, one uh, in our first newsletter, there's a little way you can respond to let us know something about yourself, and and um, we ask some questions, just kind of standardized questions on a form that people can fill out, and um, and one of uh, the responders. Uh, we want to highlight today, uh, this is a listener named uh, Dan, and uh, Dan uh, lives in in the Bay of Plenty in New Zealand. Um, oh, so great. I it is, love it. It is. It is. It's wonderful. Um, and, um, and, and Dan says that uh, he found out, out, out about us from the Garfield Games Discord server. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, I know that's that's like entirely thanks to you. So you've done such a great job of... That, that is a great group of people. I enjoy it. And what a great publisher. Anything Garfield Games makes, you're going to enjoy. I, it's just, And the guy that started used to work at McDonald's. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, nothing wrong with that, but no, wow, no. I'm so glad he realized that he's a board game designer genius. So, yeah, Shem yeah. Phillips, from McDonald's to entrepreneur and board game designer, and, and a, a genius one at that. That is Absolutely. Terrific. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so thank you for... Um, um, for uh, for being such a, a great board game faithful presence on the Garfield um, uh, Games Discord server, and that so that's how Dan found out about about this podcast. Uh, Dan um, 
works in a blueberry orchard there in the uh, the Bay of Plenty in New Zealand. Uh, we one of the questions we ask is what what games are you into right now? And he says does does D and D count? Mm-hmm. And I'd say for sure um, that counts. He says if not, he's into Unmatched or Viscounts of the West Kingdom right now. We ask what are you awesome at? And 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 Dan, I think Dan has to be a really amazing individual because uh, Dan responded what do you to what are you awesome at by saying I have an awesome girlfriend so kudos to you and to the girlfriend Um, that's that's pretty sweet I like that Um, and then finally um, one of the questions is you know why why do you listen to board game faith and Dan Dan said I I have grown up a Christian my whole life and have always grown up playing games I feel deeply connected to both and they mean a lot to me um and then he was kind enough just to say that he likes our thoughts. So, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Dan. We really appreciate yes, your, thank you. your listening. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. and that's really what we're wanting to hear about. And, and and this is not some fancy marketing ploy or anything. So this is just to build a little community. And you can tell us, share whatever you want, really, about yourself and and of interest to you in terms of games or hobbies or background. And, and we want to share that with others. So that's all. That's absolutely um, right. Right. The, I think the dream really is that board game faith can, that all of this that can feel, can become kind of like a community. And, mm-hmm. um, and we've heard from a lot of you already. And, um, and that sense of, of a community and friends has just grown and grown. And, and um Yeah. Like Kevin mm-hmm. said, that's that's it. We just want you to know that you are part of this this online family, and we're glad you're here, and we want to get to know you better. So, that's right. That's right. And I um, love Dan's answer too. Is the whole mystery of of what how this podcast started, which is there's just a lot of folks that are religious that enjoy board games, yep. which is not to say there aren't non-religious people that like board games or people, right? Or vice versa. Wait, is there a vice versa? Or religious people that don't like board games. Like it, it's different worlds, but there is an interesting crossover. Yeah, And we're and just trying diagram. to draw those, you know, try to color that in a little bit and figure out the nature of that. But um, yeah. it's a big world and there's a lot of differing opinions, of course. Yeah. But yeah, Dan's just the classic guy. He grew up religious his whole life and grew up with games. And yep, absolutely. That, that's what absolutely. we're. That's what we're. That's what we're chasing. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's what. That's that's. You're you're among your peeps here. That's right. Um, that's if it. that's if that's you. So Dan, thanks again. Um, yeah, we really appreciate your listening, and it means a lot. Um, and if any of the rest of our listeners would like to be potentially highlighted um yeah just please subscribe to our newsletter and and uh, there's a spot on there to let us know more about yourself and yeah it's just a google form right yeah so yeah just simple. a google form yeah yeah and then you know at the end we ask for your credit card number but we, right um but that's right no we don't i'm joking no, we don't we don't, do we don't. no no yes big, just a joke big, yeah yeah that's right um we only accept metric credit card numbers that's that's exactly right divisible exactly by 12 right. Base yeah. base twelve, <laughs> like they do on. Uh, on Did uh, I go on Al- the dark web? Whatever that, that is. <laughs> I, I demand I demand base twelve currency. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, well, this um, week spiritual. This this is something that you. Um, Sort of initiated, ha 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 ha. Look at you! Look at you! Taking initiative and making an action selection. So, so what interested you about this, Daniel, and and this topic of spiritual lessons from action selection games? Well, thanks. You know, I I think um, it it started in in general with just this idea that um, various mechanisms of games can seem to have implications or lessons for the rest of life and uh, so early on in discussing this podcast i think you know you and i talked about and i kind of made this list of some different different mechanisms in games and 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 what they might have to teach us and just kind of exploring that um and seeing what comes out of it action selection i think specifically um came to mind because um i thought it was one of my favorite mechanisms and and one of the most interesting ones to me personally but the more 
we looked into it in preparation for this episode, and the more I looked into it in preparation for this episode, where I was discovered it's kind of it's kind of a nebulous category. It's kind of hard to nail down. Um, so I think that might be helpful, maybe just to begin, just by talking a little bit about you know what exactly is action selection uh, for maybe for all of us who are listening, and maybe some of our listeners who may not who may be a little bit less familiar with board games. Um, Kevin, any initial thoughts on kind of what makes an action selection game an action selection game? I, I, to be honest, I'm a little hazy on it myself. Yeah, yeah, because sure. Because every game is really picking actions. So, right, right. you know, you, you, there wouldn't be a game without taking actions. So what right, makes right. action selection a special thing from any normal game? Yeah. So go ahead. Well, go ahead, that seems to be the challenge in, 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 in defining it. Um, so... As I think on the broadest sense, as I understand it, an action selection game is a game where you have multiple choices of, of what actions you can take. Um, and, you, and you pick one of those choices. Um, and often the choice that you make has repercussions on other people. Either they, okay. they can't take that action or they benefit from it somehow. By contrast, it may, kind of, may help to kind of make a contrast. Like by contrast, there are some games where you really don't have a choice in action. Like, uh, for example, like Candyland, right? Where your only choice is you roll a die, you know, and, and right. or, or shoots and ladders. You know, there's only one action, you roll a die, you know. Um, or say um, Monopoly, I guess you can make your choice. Well, I guess you... You choose to buy or not, but it doesn't directly impact the other players. Right. right. Not, so not it in indirectly that in that they can't yeah. buy it, but right. it doesn't change their actions. Yeah, yeah. In, I mean, in immediate rounds, yeah. Even like even like Jenga, you know, Jenga is a great game, um, but even Jenga is there's only one choice, you know, which is right. you take a you take a, a plank out of the tower. And you, you decide where you want to put it, but there's still only one action that you can do. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to remove a plank and put it somewhere you know, on the top. Um, whereas action selection games gives you a range of actions that you can take. So, you know, maybe you take the action that is going to give you more wood resources, or maybe you're going to take the action that allows you to fill a contract, or maybe you take a so, action. So is it my own pool of actions or, or can it be that common set of actions that if I pick it, you can't pick it? I or think it can be both. I think it can be both. I think action uh, selection is kind of the umbrella mm -hmm. that includes all of that. Um, one of our Discord um, server board game faithful, uh, 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 Grenadier BG, uh, actually mm -hmm. pointed us to a really helpful video online that it's put out by Adam in Wales, um, and there's a link to it in our Discord server. Um, and we could probably put in our show notes too, Kevin, mm -hmm. I imagine. I We're, started that and it was really cool, but I got, you know, life kind of distracted me and I, I want to go back and, and watch that more carefully. I, yeah, I, yeah. I confess I had it on in the background and I realized I needed to, you know, I sure, did not sure. focus on I should, but yeah, he was, that, that video is great. He really goes into various flavors and stripes and definitions. And the difficulty of pinning some of this down is, is yeah, tricky. Yeah, yeah. So now there's worker placement, and I guess that is a subset of action selection. Is that fair? Right. I never thought about that until until getting ready for this episode and, and seeing this on the video. But essentially, mm -hmm. worker placement is a stylized form of action selection. It's a stylized form of action drafting, oftentimes, which is... You're, you're, you put your token, your, your worker, on a spot on the board to show that you have chosen that action. And oftentimes, no one else can put their, their worker there. And so it's, it's action drafting. You, you have drafted this action for yourself right, and no right. one else can take it. So we think yeah. of a draft yeah. like for the NBA, which I think involves basketballs and possibly high scores. I'm a little fuzzy. Yeah, I think, I think rules, the NBA yeah. is... So you're um, picking players, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the... Uh, National uh, um, Bolero balloons <laughs> bread. No, and that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's really international. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so if you if you choose to to pay up for player X, I cannot hire player X. So there's a common pool of players, and if you pick one of them, I can't pick them. 
And so right. then I have to pick someone else. And so we go through a draft. And so there's card drafting and there's worker placement drafting or action selection. And uh, it really is fun, especially, especially I, the best of these, in my opinion, is Twilight Imperium. So mm. interesting because mm. there's eight things that can be selected in a common pool of choices. Mm. And especially if you aren't playing with four people, because there's a weird bit of four people, everyone's going to pick two and everything is going to go around each time, each, each, uh, each round of the game. Everything's going to get, there's, every action's going to be available in a sense. Mm-hmm. But if it's a different number, some won't get chosen. So if you have okay. five people playing, we each pick one and three just aren't going to happen. And what I've picked, I get the primary on it which means it's it's a good action, but everyone else can choose to take the secondary, which isn't as good, but you still are going to get to do it. Mm. But so, I will determine when I when I play it, and I can do other stuff. So it's really gets funky where there's things you want to do, or you're trying to time it based on what other people have picked, or you're hoping someone will pick technology, and then they don't, and then you bribe them. So it's great, <laughs> great. Sorry, I, I went on a. No, no, it's great. There, so, but that's my love letter to Twilight Imperium. Yeah, so the action that you select benefits other people, but just yes. but it benefits them to a less extent, to yes. a lesser extent than it benefits you. Yes. So, and I forget okay, yeah, the rules, yeah. but like you could up, you can do a technology upgrade, but everyone else can do it, but they have to spend four money to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so okay. there's a couple things you want to do, and you're hoping someone else will pick that, so you can get the secondary, and you're going to go for the main, which is like the main, the person that picked it. So yeah, you get this pool that will determine what's going to happen, and then other people either can't pick it or they have to do the more costly one, and maybe they don't have enough money to do it. So it's quite fun. It makes every round of the game different. Um, you, so yeah, you, uh, you've often spoken about Twilight Imperium. I really need to try that sometime. One of the greatest games ever. Yeah. It's just just such a great game. Yeah. I think with the right people, some people take it very seriously. Good for them. I don't think I want to play that. It, 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 I like a more goofy setting for it. So uh, it, it, it can be very swingy, and that's what I like. I like the swingy nuts, nuts and moments, not the, I mean, it's not a world chess match, in my, in my opinion. So. Right. right. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, I'll, and I wouldn't want to play a game for eight hours. That's what some people do. Right. Very competitive. I know um, the board game convention that um, I often attend um, with some friends um, nearby. That's one of the the, the features of it is there's usually a table or two of dedicated Twilight Twilight Imperium four players. It's not really that hard a game. I mean, there's games that are much more complex. It just it's such a space opera. It can take a while. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it it looks big and intimidating and nerdy, and it's I I find it much more goofy nerdy than hardcore uh, computational nerdy. But Go- you know maybe that's why I always lose. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I don't know why I keep losing. All right, so that's awesome. So that is action selection, trying to define it and. Dice Spire, who is on our Discord channel, so yay, Dice Spire, made the comment. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting no, no, ahead. No. I can't read, Daniel. No, no, you're fine. Well, night. no, you're, that's pretty. No, you, no you're, wait. You're exactly right. No, no. Yes. <laughs> you did no, define. You're right. oh. We defined it, and now we were going to be talking about five spiritual lessons from um, action selection games and the very first one yeah, you were just starting so that's great yeah it's so dice spire yay yay spire dice spire like you rock dice and then spire like the top of a of a, a of a steeple that's right that's right not in, dice. you know it's almost like inspire dice spire. i don't know if there's story you know that might be something to add to our tell us about yourself newsletter is if you have a handle on discord or something why did why do you use it Oh, I like there's probably that. a story behind everybody's. I like that. Yeah, or on board good... Game Geek or wherever you yeah, might yeah, uh, yeah. socially interact with folks. So Dice Spire put, we can learn to take initiative from from action selection games. If you always wait for the perfect opportunity to perform an action, you'll miss it because someone else will take it. So very much that zero sum idea of. You're trying to figure out your goals and what you're going to do in the game, but you've also got to think about what other people are going to take or not take. So there's a almost a meta game going on of trying to um, 
when to time it and when you do have to just grab it just to make sure no one else grabs it. And that is a lot of fun. I think that is really cool. Especially people are like, no, I was about to take it. And that's a funny moment because it happens to everybody. It does. It does. I I enjoy that. I can't believe you went there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you did it to me two weeks ago and I have not (laughs) forgotten. So yeah. 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 I love, I love that as a first spiritual lesson of action selection games, that it's important to take initiative. Um, Yeah. Uh, And that if, if you don't, someone else may take it or, I think also, you know, if you don't, it may never happen too. you know, that, right. that, you know, um, um, and there may be times you don't take initiative cause I've kind of figured out, okay, I think Daniel's going for this strategy. So I think he's going to do this. So I'll let him do that. So I can do this. There's a mm-hmm. little predictive knowing people and knowing styles and strategies and trying yeah, yeah. to get in their heads a little Yeah, yeah and sometimes yeah. being wrong. So right. some of the initiative yeah. might be just initiative about uh, play style or strategy. In terms of like theological kind of reflection on that, it, 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 it kind of got me thinking that lesson about the words are taking initiative, just this sense of, uh, of, of agency, the, the ability to act, you know, as this, as this, this gift that God gives us that, um, Mm is often kind of squandered, you know, that, you know, that if without taking initiative, um, that, um, God gives us this amazing ability to act in the world and to, to do things in the world and to influence the world. And that we kind of, sometimes we can squander that, you know, that, that gift, um, it reminded me of, um, it's an old story I heard a long time ago, you know, about, uh, someone some in the downtown of some, some big city and, uh, who not not normally there and and sees you know somebody who's um, who's uh, who's unsheltered somebody who's you know who's who's living on the streets and and according to the story you know cries out to God oh God why don't you do something about this and and God says I am doing something about it I just brought it to your attention you know this the sense <laughs> of you know that we have right our ability to take initiative is is a, is this God-given gift to to act in the world and the, influence the world. The version of that of that of that story or joke is the guy on top of a house and it's flooding and <laughs> yes, and the yes. helicopter and he keeps saying God's going to save yes. me and then God's like, "Well, I sent you a helicopter and I sent you a boat." <laughs> so, yeah, he kept expecting the initiative to show up a certain way. Um yeah, that's interesting and you're right that we all we have free will and and using that wisely is a real gift. And, and what I love about games is it can kind of help you model and teach some of these pathways that maybe you don't take initiative much in your life, but right. in games you start to do that and you make that connection of, okay, a game is a safe place where I can at times mm-hmm. be someone else. And then mm-hmm. it impact, once you leave the magic circle, maybe you carry some of that with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a safe like, place to learn. Yeah to practice our, our, our agency, our ability to act in the world right. and to, to learn that that's okay. And that we have it's kind just of this, a game, like nothing yeah. bad. The only bad thing that happens is you lose, you put the game up. So right. you get to explore right. that in a safe place, which is, um, yeah, I think that's a real gift from games yeah. and, and that your choices matter. And by not choosing, you're letting someone choose for you. Right. Right. Or, or you're, you're, you're letting, other people determine what's going to happen. And if you want to do something, you need to communicate it or do it. Right. And not wait or, for the, yeah, not wait. Yeah. Don't wait or, for Godot. He never shows up. Yeah. By not choosing, you're maybe passing on an opportunity to help create a, a, a reality that may not exist. Right. Without making that choice. Yeah. To not choose is a choice. You may tell yeah. yourself, you're, I'm just not going to pick. Well, you did pick. You picked not to pick. Right. which means someone right. will pick for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, voting in a, you know, as a citizen, whatever it is, like to not pick is to yield your agency. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you to Dicepire for that. What have you got? What are you thinking? Good, yeah. Two? So yeah, so number 1 importance of taking initiative. Number 2 um, is that sometimes the actions we take can can deny opportunity to others. This is a little bit of a flip side of what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. you know, when we when we play these resource ga- these especially worker placement games, um, where you know you put your little token, your little worker on a place on the board, and I'm getting 
I'm going to get wood there, you know, or I'm going to get diamonds or rubies um, or fish. That's it. I want to get fish. And um, what that means, though, is my neighbor can't put their worker in that same location, depending on and, and different games are made in different ways. Um, and, and they cannot get fish then, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 round. Um, and uh, and, you know, and I, I within the within the circle of the game, that's you know, that's kind of encouraged and it's not even really, um, it, uh, the game doesn't work without that. But I do think it, it, it raises the reality uh, that there are other times outside of the magic circle of the game where, you know, the resources that I claim that I choose um, means that other people won't get that resource, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And this gets into the whole question of scarcity and abundance. And, you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes too, you know, but I I think, I think there's some, uh, you know, kind of increasingly undeniable reality that, you know, we're in this finite system called planet earth, you know, and um, as, uh, as the tower of power, that great funk band from the 1970s put it, you know, there's only so much oil in the ground, right. You know, and, Mm -hmm. And the more, you know, the more of that oil I use now, um, the less it's going to be available for for my neighbors right now, but also the less it's going to be available for my children and my grandchildren, you know, and, and just, you know, so just thinking about um, the systems that we are a part of um, and how our, our, our decision to, uh, to take an action now might may or may not affect the ability of another person to take that that action or to have that kind of resource they need. Yeah, yeah it makes me think of Monopoly, which was, as we've mentioned in prior episodes, was invented to, at least in its first version, it was invented to sort of show the problems of housing and rampant capitalism and things. Yeah. And uh, so it's fun in the game, but you can use the game as a teaching tool to say, no, now how did it, you know, what did really happen when you cornered the market and people kept landing in your hotel and they, they went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what does this mean for housing? So in the game, we get to exercise our, our id and, and be that rapacious person that's grabbing. And then outside, or as the game pauses or ends, we can then say, you know, well, what are the implications of this? Yeah. So it becomes a teaching tool. Another example is Freedom, which it's on sale at my local board game store. It's an older, I don't know if it's used or something. And I keep wanting, I keep thinking about buying it, but it's depressing because it's a game where you're, you're, um, you're hiring slaves, right? You're the plantation owners or you're selling slaves. Is this the Underground Railroad game? Yeah, I thought it was called Freedom. Maybe it's called Freedom, the Underground Railroad. But yeah, it's that. I think it's you're trying to... Help enslaved persons make it to freedom. I think. I th- I think that's what's happening. I think I watched a video about it. I have not okay. played it. I think you're right. I think that is what you play, but it does get tricky because the more people you free, the more likely some will die or they get because you oh, have okay. to get them transported. Okay. So okay. you start treating people as resources, and the game is is intending to do that to make you uncomfortable oh, with okay. resources. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. That was the shut up and sit down review of it from several years ago. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Huh? I've never played that game either. I've heard a lot about it and would be. Yeah. I keep thinking about it, it, but I think I'm just, yeah, I want to, I just, I don't know how yucky I'll feel. Now I've heard there's a new game out uh, that's on, on um, being crowdfunded right now. I haven't backed it by Matt Leacock. Who's the, the designer behind pandemic, a very famous cooperative game called daybreak which I, I haven't looked into it very much, but I get the impression that this is, it's a very much kind of a, how can we work together to uh, save the environment kind of, kind of game. And, really? and, and I haven't, I have looked into it, but I wonder if it deals with this issue of, you know, the more resources one player consumes, the less it's available for another person. And it's a cooperative game of making the environment better called daybreak. And yeah, I, I think it's about it. That is cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you have to, good. and it's, I mean, it, it, we're shifting towards, electric vehicles which is great but now we need these rare minerals so it, yep. it, the game continues there is no fix it, right. It, it, right. the game is improved so I don't I mean electric vehicles are better but they will introduce their own problems 
Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. for progress, but it's never just going to be easy. Yeah, that's so it really right. is a game. Yeah, cobalt. Yeah, the the, the race for cobalt. That's what I heard on the radio. Race for cobalt. Interesting. Well, uh, I mentioned an action selection game that I like. I kind of so I want to give you a chance because I was talking praising Twilight Imperium. What's what's one that you like, Daniel? Oh, you know, well, yes, thank you. An action probably the first thing that came to my mind, um, and probably my favorite action selection game in some ways is uh, Concordia. Oh, um, I've never played it. And I just, I love Concordia. Um, and I think Rado has a video from years ago introducing Concordia and all the reasons that he loves it are kind of the reasons I love it too. It's, it's, um, it, it's super straightforward in a way. Uh, you have this deck of cards and each card is an action. And so here your action selection is, I'm gonna select a card to play and that is my action, right? So you're, you're you, um, every card that you can play, you can only play one card per turn, uh, represents a different action you can take. Um, and it's, I just find that so straightforward and, and easy to explain. And it's also, I think just kind of, it's kind of like the distilled pure version of action selection, right? You just, you select a card and that's, and there's an action on it and you do the action that you just have played in front of you on the table. Um, and, um, uh, but but beyond that, what I love about it is that it's just one of these games that makes you feel really powerful. Like there there are not many turns in in Concordia that I feel are just throwaway turns. Like I feel like mm. um, it's like oh look at this I I just caused you know Greece to produce much wine you know and, and i'm 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 the greek wine master you know or whatever you know and it's um and i'm going to sell my bolts of cloth now for much money and uh, you just feel so powerful throughout it uh, plus it's 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 all like positive player interaction and there's maybe mm. there's a little bit of economic um negative interaction but mostly it's 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 positive player interaction like if i cause this region to generate goods if you've got a house there you're going to benefit from it too mm -hmm. and I, I and i just i love that as a mechanism uh, um where you know i take an action and that benefits other people too so um anyway so concordia is probably one of my it is one of my favorite action selection games yeah i need to i need to play that at some point that is a much loved game that I've heard of. So that is great. That's awesome. Thank well, new, number three. Number yes. three is also coming from Discord. And that is from G Grenadier BG, correct? Grenadier BG yeah, yeah. on Discord. And his comment was that giving others an opportunity for something while also getting the opportunity yourself. So that's what you were just saying as well with Concordia, that you yeah, feel yeah. like you get a benefit, but others share in that benefit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that is really cool. It's almost like you're growing a garden, I guess. Yeah. So Grenadier BG says, your house of cards is not getting smaller just because someone adds else adds a card to theirs. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that a cool quote. image too. Um, building how I guess it's almost like they're going to connect at some point your house of cards their house of cards you're helping mm -hmm. others even when not trying to in fact some games need you to I know you and I've been playing root some and some of those factions are almost parasitic which is mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. too negative a word but but they almost need the others to function. Mm -hmm. I was listening to Woodland War Machine which is a great podcast about root and they were kind of saying that when you play root well, like everyone is really close because it's like the, it, it's what Grenadier BG is describing. Like the board is growing together. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone is racing ahead, something's off or unequal or, or something's gone wrong or set up or something, because in theory you're growing together, there will be a winner, but you really are bouncing off each other's resources. And if you take someone out of the game, well, you're not going to have them around to beat up on later, which is a bit negative. But <laughs> you need you need you need your uh, you need your water boy around, right, right, right. Unless you're the water boy. So yeah, uh, number three for spiritual spiritual lessons from action selection games: taking actions provide opportunities for others. You got some thoughts? 
I love that. No, I just, I just, just a second what you're saying. Yeah. I just, I, I think that's just really fantastic. Uh, Mm. and I think that's a good, a good word for, um, a lot of people of faith I, I know, including maybe times in my own life as well, or seasons in my own life where, you know, I think sometimes you don't have to be a person of faith, but often you'll see kind of in communities of faith, this idea that, oh, if I do something for myself, well, I'm kind of being selfish, right? You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm being self-centered. I'm, I'm a bad, whatever person of faith. And, um, and, and while certainly the message of most faiths is, you know, not to live a self-absorbed life and, you know, and, and, and to live in community and for the sake of those around us in the community, there is, I think there's also some truth that if, if that life is entirely focused on self-denial, in the long run, that really doesn't benefit anybody else either. You you know, it, it, you you almost kind of create a black hole, Uh you know Uh what I mean? And that, that the more grace you show to yourself, the more grace you learn to show to other people too. And um, I think about the relationship between a parent and a child, you know, like uh, the more I, I may, th- I may not think it matters whether I believe in myself or not, you know, because I think I'm being, you know, macho or whatever. But the truth is, you know, the more I show that I have some confidence in who I am, the more my children can see that it's okay for them to be confident in themselves too, you know, which of course you want for your children, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is the idea that it's not always selfish to try mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do something that you benefit from because it can well benefit other people too. It's, it's not an either or option. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's so wise and true. I mean, if you're going to play the long game, and really be a faithful person throughout your life, you're gonna have to find things that you enjoy that help others. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, Daniel, Daniel, what if you actually enjoy helping others? Wouldn't that be the best of all? Like <laughs> would... they're like, oh, you're so kind to work at the soup kitchen. I enjoy working at the soup kitchen. It makes me <laughs> yeah. feel useful, right? I, I I'm speaking hypothetically. I'm not speaking of myself there. But like what you know, what if that's the reality? Like, what if you enjoy helping someone else out that right. that's the best then you don't do it with clenched teeth exactly. or eye rolls you do it naturally exactly so, exactly yeah, oh, that's yeah. so good that's help so others. good yeah well no you're inspiring me to think of that and self-denial can't be kind of a it's not self-harm i think it's really i mean i'm going on a limb here it's really a reordering where yeah. you reorder maybe some things in your life but it it can't be punishing or else we're exactly we're um we're just self-haters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think you're exactly right to talk about the long game, you know, the long mm-hmm. and the long term, it seems that the more we beat ourselves up, the more that translates ultimately into being hateful and hurtful to the people around us too, you know, right. and the more we show grace to ourselves, the more that translates into showing grace to the people around us too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and part of that grace might be, you don't like working at the soup kitchen or so yeah. then you find something else. Like it's you not don't for have everyone. to do that. There's a lot of ways to help people. Right. Maybe right. you're an introvert, maybe you're one-on-one, maybe you don't mind stamping letters. So you don't need to feel bad. If you hate something, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, I, that's, that's good. A great wow. example, that's Kevin. Good. Thank you. Yep. Well, number four. So the third spiritual lesson is sometimes the actions we take can benefit others. And the fourth one is you can't always control what other people do. And, uh, and this one was one that came to me. Um, pardon me. I got a cough here. Just a second. <coughs> one of our favorite games is... Um, in our household is roll for the galaxy. I think I've talked about that before. We got that. Yeah, early on. I've never played that one either. Yeah. Kristen and I play it, but it, it has this mechanism that you see in a lot of games, um, like race for the galaxy and, um, uh, tour forming Mars, Ares expedition, others where there's this, there's this, um, panel of actions that you can take in the middle of, of, of the table and, and you can only choose one action. And so you take it and you will for sure be guaranteed to take that action, but there might be another action that you want to take. And you're hoping that the, that the other person will select that action because then I get to take two actions, right? I get to take the action that I selected and the action the other person selected. And there are going to be times when I just, I, 
I want to I want to settle the planet and I want to produce blue resources on the blue planet. And, and now, so is this I, in the game or real life? You're this is in game. real life. <laughs> this is in real life. <laughs> so awesome. But it's, weirdly, the game is like that. And so in the game. Coincidentally, it's also a theme in Roll for the Galaxy. But honestly, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going back to work and I'm producing blue resources on the blue planet. <laughs> The commute is awful. But anyway, um, and so, but I like two actions I want to take, but I can't do both. And so I'll pick one and I'm really, really hoping that Kristen will pick the other one. And sometimes she won't, sometimes she won't. Right. And it's kind of this, it's this reminder that I can't control what the other person does. Right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't control what another person does. And I find that's a, a spiritual lesson that's important to learn but one that i'm still trying to learn right i i, I just because i say yeah. these lessons doesn't mean that i have learned them um or sure, internalized they're, all, them. they're all aspirational we're just yeah, aspiring yeah. to them. But, you know I, I think that's something a lot of people wrestle with is you know we it's like oh why did this person do this why did this person say this why did this person not do this right. why did this person not say this when ultimately I, while it's understandable for us to feel that way we we can't we can't control what other people do, right? right. Or, not or what do. they feel. Right. The only thing yeah. we can control is, you know, how we respond to it, you know, how, how right. we react to it, what we do. That's good. And, and so, you know, I can't control whether she's going to pick that, that, um, produce blue goods on the blue planet action. But what I can do is, is adjust if she doesn't choose it and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to respond in a different way. Or and if so I find Twilight that's Imperium, kind of you can bribe them. <laughs> that's why we need to play Twilight Imperium. Yeah, bribes, <laughs> bribes are part of the game. Uh, Leal and Deal. Uh, Any yeah, reflections no, on that's that? Great, yeah. and I, it reminds me too. You can get annoyed in a game with something someone's chosen, but ultimately, if it's a legal move, they can make it. Yeah. It might yeah. hard. It might harm the board state. It might harm the overall game. But still, they, they're not cheating to take a certain choice. You right. can't get annoyed with them, as right. you're saying. Like it, it, if it's a legal move, they can pick it. It's a it. valid move. It's a valid move, just like other people's thoughts and feelings are valid. Yeah. Um, yeah. As yeah. valid as yours, as long as they're not lying. Or I guess that would be the example in real life of if you just totally lie or falsify. Right. That's basically right. breaking the rules of human conduct. Right. I don't think any right. society rewards lying. No. No. Because it falls apart. Or we we shouldn't. Yeah. We should, and obviously people do. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. there's free will, but but every society encourages honesty because exactly. that's how societies optimize their f- functions, and that's like a game, right? Ooh, look at you with game yeah. theory. I tell you, I should be sleep-deprived more often. Number five. Number five. Number five. Um, in action selection games, so the prior one was you can't control what others do. You can only control your choice, so you have to respect others' choices for action selection. Number five is action selection makes us deal with kind of a – this is time management. Stephen Covey mm. developed some of this decades ago, deciding what's urgent and important. And this is why I lose games, I think, is because I get them confused. And mm. uh, some things are urgent but not important or vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. I am often attracted to the cool play in a game, a cool move, which mm-hmm. is probably neither urgent nor important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, I mm-hmm. want to get the sword and then I lose the game. But mm-hmm. And that's fun mm-hmm. because I still had a good time and, and the sword was awesome. But you need to decide what is urgent needs to be done now and what's actually vital that will yeah. serve the, the, the winning the game, which is part of playing a game is, is the pursuing the victory conditions yeah otherwise you're not really playing the game um so yeah what do you think what are your thoughts no i love that that's such a great insight you're exactly right i i i I felt that i feel that tension so often when i play games too you know yeah there's this move that looks super cool like like you said like i'm going to get the sword now right or i'm i'm going to construct the giant bunny or whatever you know (laughs) but <laughs> Little bunnies um, are for losers. Yeah, that's right. But but honestly, as cool as it is though, there's a much more boring action over there that would get me three victory points, right? Correct. You know, and, and so in the long run, in terms of like winning the game, it's probably wiser and more important to get the boring action that gets me three victory points. 
um, versus the cool thing that makes yes. a giant bunny but really doesn't get me any. You know, you're, any you're reminding me this was my problem with Scrabble. That when my family played Scrabble, <laughs> we were just like, oh, good word, and and we just sort of <laughs> casually played. And then I played with my wife's family, and they're doing QI, which is chi, which is a word <laughs> out of Chinese on triple <laughs> letter, and getting like 35 points with one letter. And That's you're like, amazing. oh, this is so a they, different game. They're not doing it to be to make um, elegant words or, or clever mm-hmm. words. They're doing it to, to maximize points, right? Yes, maximize they're playing points. for points, yeah, which yeah. is how you're supposed to play. Right. So that would be right. both an urgent and an important task would be finding that Q, getting to that juicy triple letter score, because I think yeah. Qs are worth 10. I think you're right. And yeah. so a triple would give you 30. And yeah. then memorizing all the words in the diction in an, in an English American English dictionary that are not proper nouns that are valid words. Mm, mm. Just you don't even know, you don't have to know what they mean. You just need to know them so you can dump letters and words off. Yeah. Which to me is not as much fun anymore. Although I did learn in Hawaiian, the Hawaiian language, AA is a type of volcano. Oh, no, I it's didn't a type of dried lava volcano. AA. Really? So that is a valid that. word in Scrabble. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So you might learn a few words, but yeah, it's, it's, um, if you want to win and sometimes I'm just too lazy to even try, I just yeah. want to roll some dice, but if you want to win urgent and important and action selection, timing those to check off those boxes. And that is life as well, that, that you need yeah. to do what's urgent and important and not just what seems cool. That's that is a good that is a good lesson for life. You're right. Oftentimes we might want to do that that shiny thing over there, mm-hmm. but um, in the long term, it's probably better to do that other thing that's less shiny, but but more important. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Right. I like that, Kevin. Thank you. Oh, that's a good 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 topic here. Well, next episode. Next this episode. Cool. I'm so cool. excited. Do you this want to say it? Or you want to say it? Us. Yeah. Go for it. Next episode, we're welcoming a special guest. Um, uh, we are going to be welcoming um, our very first board game designer. This is uh, awesome. Next episode, we're welcoming uh, Adrian Adamescu, who is the designer of Sagrada, uh, as well as Dice Theme Park, um, Seven Summits, Titanic the Board Game, uh, others. And, um, and Adrian has uh, graciously agreed to be a guest and just to talk about uh, how faith and games has have come together in his life just his his journey his experience of that and how he sees those two parts of his life informing each and other. as a and, designer really three yeah, parts. yeah yeah it, yeah if it impacts yeah it's, it's i'm so excited yeah so really really grateful for his coming on um so yeah please tune in next time and hear uh adrian uh, adamescu uh, reflect on um on faith and games and uh, be part of and kevin and i will be joining him as well of course Mm-hmm. Oh. And until then, to fill the void of your life, um, you know, go outside and 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 do some good things in the world, etc. But also subscribe to our newsletter. That's which right. They can, can get to through board You can read the newsletter while doing those good things. That's, That's right. Correct. Um, correct. Yeah. So you can subscribe to our newsletter by. Uh, emailing us at info at boardgamefaith.com and just say hey. Please sign me up for the newsletter. You can also find a link to sign up for the newsletter on our on the Discord server and in any of the link trees mm-hmm. on our, any of our social media accounts. If you just look around, you'll you'll find some sort of link or way to to, to sign up for the Discord, um, the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, totally free and uh, a way for us just to get to know you better and and share some of our lives too with you. Um, and we're also and Discord, on Instagram. Disc- yeah, we're on Instagram, yeah. IG. Yeah. What were you going to say, Kevin? Oh, I was going to segue. Uh, so yeah, Instagram, and that's uh, Instagram.com slash BoardGameFaith. And then Discord, which is still kind of the new kid on the block in terms of of social media platforms, but it's really cool. It's basically a big chat tool and it's yeah. free and we have a server and you can get to links through our normal locations to join us there and get involved in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And another way you can contribute, you can, you can, you can uh, be a part of the podcast is what we alluded to at the beginning. We are looking for volunteers 
to get our podcast started, uh, ways to to clap on our our podcast. And so if you would like to make an audio or video recording of yourself introducing yourself, saying a little something about yourself and then finding a creative way to clap that could get our episode started. We would love that. Uh, please just take uh, make a, a, a brief audio or video recording of yourself introducing yourself. Uh, resulting in a creative clap at the end, somehow, however you want to get to that. And then you can uh, email that to us again at info at boardgamefaith.com. Um, I suspect we could probably set up a an area on Discord where people can upload it there too, probably. Maybe. Kevin, I don't they? know if there's limits to file sizes. Okay. Just so probably just emailing us. us. We're still working on, yeah, we're still figuring these things out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, emailing us for sure. It. Yeah. And of course, with your phone, there's, most phones have a voice memos type app or yep. some kind of video recording thing. And, um, and yep. it's a very easy to do. Yep. Or upload it to a cloud drive and send us the link, you know, whatever you want to do. Or but so, yeah, but we would Daniel love to an, have an optical digital video disc. That would be for his SCSI drive. That would be great. Or yeah. on, um, on film and, um, and then I, and, and, and we can, we can manually yeah. get the, the, remember what was it? I used to call it sneaker net. It's like when you had a thumb drive and had to walk over and plug in a thumb drive to a printer. That's that oh, that the nickname. The sneaker net. I like it. Cause back That's, when we're, printers were not that reliable or you, maybe you weren't on the network with a computer, right, you'd right, put it on thumb right. drive and plug it into the printer, the sneaker nets. And it's a thumb drive. I like it. Maybe you can rely on sneaker net. Sneaker net. So yeah. by sneaker or by email or however, we would love to have you um, um, share an audio or video file to get us started in the future uh, at a future episode. So please drop it that drop us uh, a note. Other ways you could support us if you want to. Uh, you know, we we appreciate all of the great feedback. If you want to give us feedback, uh, um, leave a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify Podcast. We'd appreciate that or. Um, we're on Patreon as well if you want to help financially support the podcast too. So, but uh, most importantly, just know um, we're grateful for your support of, of tuning in and listening and um, allowing us to be a part of your day. Uh, we're, uh, we're very grateful for that and we don't take that lightly and we're, uh, we're grateful uh, for this community. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Daniel. I'll Thanks, Kevin. Have a great week. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.